Oh, I do like a beer in the morning. One of the things that I particularly liked while living in Berlin is their very liberal attitudes towards alcohol, uh, particularly being drunk early in the morning. It was not uncommon to see a man or a lady on the train dressed in a full business suit sipping a little morning beer. Oh, a little morning beer. It's better than a coffee. Just get you, you know, you're not getting pissed, are you? Just a, you know, four, five, seven, you know, 8% beer or something like that. Just, uh, oh, excuse me. Just get yourself a little bit lively for the morning, you know, just to try and, otherwise, you know, you've got to swallow your mouthwash, haven't you? And that can get a bit narky after a while. If it kind of repeats on you throughout the day. But yeah, a little morning beer. Can't argue with a little morning beer. God. Uh, this is a Jamaican lager beer. It's called Red Stripe. I don't know if you've heard of it. They sell it in um, various boozeries, uh, various off-licenses. It says, uh, since 1928, Red Stripe has embodied the spirit, rhythm, and pulse of Jamaica and its people and has fueled many a rave from Bristol to Edinburgh and has washed down over 13,000 pingers in the last year alone. Wow! Little amazing red stripe facts there. Oh! Mm. What day is it today? That's a good question, isn't it? It's Thursday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday night. It's Tuesday evening. This is a pre-record for Thursday morning. So it's Thursday morning. Okay, guys. It's fucking nearly the end of the week. Stop fucking around. Okay? Bloody... Stop... You know, take, get your knickers untwisted, okay? Right, that's the first situation first, okay? You're probably going to need to unbutton the top button of your slacks, okay? And unzip just to really untwist the knickers, okay? Try and do it subtly because you don't look like you're interfering with yourself on the bus. Believe me. Then once they're untwisted, zip back up, button them in, okay? Right, good. Now they're untwisted. You can get you can bloody well get on with your life. There are things to do. You got to get through the paperwork, the bureaucracy, the bureaucratic nightmare that is being alive. That's got to get sorted. After that's done, after all the checks are written and the checkbook's been balanced, then it's the dick slinging time. Okay, then you're out there taking souls. You're out there obtaining the grain, taking the souls, slinging the dick, and staying hard. All right, guys. Okay, good. Welcome to Coffee and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing thirty, Slubby. You know it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and just poured all over you like hot wax at some sort of BDSM orgy, just directly onto the scrotum of reality, okay? Good. Elderly couple held hostage by seagulls in their home for six days. Christ, I mean... Yeah, I mean, they're old. Yeah, they're obviously old. But I'm just saying, you must you must have had a blade in the kitchen. Come on, you've got a rolling pin. Eh? you got a chair. Fuck out, have at it. Eh? You lob some bread in one direction, leg it. All right, maybe not leg it. I, I don't know. I'll be punching my way out. I'll be snapping beaks. Honestly, I'll be taking souls. I swear to God. Uh, well, we got a uh, woman only runs backwards because it's more fun than forwards. Kind of, I don't know how much. To, um, yeah, I'm just running backwards. It just sort of reminded me of um, Freddy Got Fingered with Tom Green. I'm the backwards man, the backwards man, the backwards man, the backwards man. I can walk back as fast as you can. Oh, I can walk back as fast as you can. So it made me wonder what Tom Green's up to these days. He was kind of big, he was one of the first massive podcasters. Don't know what he's doing now, though. Man, he was hilarious. 
Yeah, anyway, Tom Green. Uh, yeah, woman only runs backwards because of reasons. I don't know what she's doing. She's looking for attention. Apparently, running backwards is really, really good for um, cardio. A lot of um, MMA fighters and such, boxers, etc., to do conditioning a lot of backwards running. Uh, let's see what uh, let's see what the situation is here. Bit loud. Right. Yeah, so just lacing up the trainers, sort of texture shots. Uh, yeah, it's got some sort of leggings on there. Taking the running stance, the crouch. And then she's running backwards now, yeah. She's so kooky, she's crazy, but she's living her best life. She's out there in the sun, just exercising. <laughs> hey, she's going backwards, she's working up a sweat though, and that's what it's all about. I am a backwards runner, which is also known as a retro runner. Right, yeah, you're the only one though, aren't you? What a twit. So I originally got into retro running uh, with my roller derby team. Um, oh. I did it as a team bonding oh. uh, activity. And oh, Park. oh, God. Um, so I ended oh. up doing a half marathon test in 2014. And that was for a bullying charity. And the idea was like just not being afraid to stand out. Oh. Um, because obviously when you run backwards, you're oh. from balls. Will you come on? So many fitness benefits that I got from it. Um, just that overall health got better and um, I just got stronger just because it completely worked the opposite muscles. It's fun. I would say it's yeah. more fun running backwards than it is running forwards. So my friends and relatives, when they first found that I did backwards running, um, thought I was crazy. Um, yeah. They I'm not crazy. I'm kooky. I'm wacky. The oh, there are no good men out there. I wear a Hogwarts jumper. Ha ha ha. actually supported me when I did um, I'd be in Gryffindor. I've done all the tests on BuzzFeed, it's told now, me. There are no good men out there. So I run backwards. Ha 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 72 dildos. You can do stuff a neck injury, love. As a female young runner, I get a lot of uh, catcalling from people, whereas when I run backwards, I don't get it the same. Twat calling um, is what so you get. It's quite refreshing to be able to go out for a run and not get people shouting abuse at you or beeping their horn. She's a goddamn running fool. Uh, you know, I don't agree with it, but, you know, I'm glad that we live in a society that allows backwards running. You know, so many countries in the world just, just simply don't allow it. It's, um, it's against the law. It's verboten. It's haram. It's uh, punishable by death in some countries, obviously, as uh, as we know. So, you know, even though God knows I don't want to run around my back garden, God bless her. And uh, God bless Robin Hood. What else we got? Colorado uh, generates more than $1 billion in revenue from the herb. <laughs> yep, you're damn right. The funding is being used to benefit state and or local communities. Yeah, I'm actually going to have to address that, aren't I? Um after mocking the person who commented saying that it was too squeaky. Might have to get some of those Rogan ones. They're freaking expensive though, man. They're about 100 quid. <sighs> Since legalising the... Oh, and I'm just supposed to be doing the headlines here. I don't even announce what shell throwers we've got. Bloody Nora. Shoe throwers wise. Guys, guys, guys. New Randy C. It's uh, Andrew C. The C stands for communism, as we all know. Uh, then there's this Vanguard project. This is off the Spearhead 100 compilation album that had that John B. Uh, song about going to the shops uh, on it. Uh, Vanguard project is this love Dexel remix, lovely bit of kit, Black Barrel fabric, uh, Face uh, Meth Juice remix of a track called Basic Memory, and another impact bit of this Perceptions LP. It's called Passengers, lovely slice of the good stuff. So everything to play for today, really, and it's, well, it's Thursday. I don't know what records happened yesterday because I haven't played them yet. It's very confusing, and then after tomorrow's show, I'll be, re I'll be pre-recording Friday's show. So, <sighs> I don't know, man. It's, it's a crazy time to be alive. Anyway, what, what else have we got here? Staying up late, binge-watching Netflix could, could affect sperm count. Uh, keen to hear Jess Hardyman's thoughts on that one. A uh, girl loves Greg so much she had their logo tattooed on her leg. Uh, all the pictures of her have Snapchat filters on. So that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, <laughs> you, you, yeah, YouPorn wants someone to propose to their partner on the site in front of 20 million people. Um, Hayley, beware. Uh, Mum's eerie message 
about heaven after she died for 27 minutes. That's a long old time to be dead. Like that is, yeah, you would. Have, well, she's written written it down, but I'm going to be honest with you, her handwriting is a bit rough. Um, it looks like, I don't know, kind of, does it say teal, real, Jill, Jean, DJ Jean, Jean Michel Jarre, DJ Jean the launch, EJ, dance EJ, teal, chi chi. It's cryptic, I will say it is cryptic, um, but. Again, keen to uh, keen to find out more. And scientists use robot blood to create terrifying mechanical fish. Jasper Hamill still sitting pretty at 20 shares on that one. Uh, so again, like I say, everything to play for this week. Let's have this meth juice remix of face. I'll tell you what, first thing in the morning here. It's lovely and cool. Now, what time is it? 10 to 6 in the evening. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's going to be sweating. Got wound up by that backwards runner. Tell ya. See, she's saying she doesn't get catcalled when she runs backwards. Do you think it's just because people assume she's insane? Don't know. It's only three and a half minutes long, so it's three minutes in. You have 30 seconds of outro on a three and a half minute long track. Outrageous. I want my money back. <laughs> Do you think it's deliberately short because otherwise Mephesus has got to mix down more of it? Being that it takes about a month per minute to mix the track down. Well, that's a fairly pro ending. I'll give him that. He knows what he's doing. Good boy, good lad, uh, nice lad, handsome, nice to his mum, good at maths. Uh, anyway, uh, elderly couple held hostage by seagulls in their own home for six days. Get your act together, guys. Come on, that is embarrassing. That You should be ashamed. You should not have gone to the press about this. You should be hanging your heads in shame. A pensioner ended up in hospital after he and his wife were held captive at their coastal home by a couple of angry seagulls. Roy and Brenda Picard 
were barricaded indoors for almost a week after two chicks slipped onto the canopy directly above their door. That's rough. I will say that is, um, yeah, that is an unfortunate situation. The positioning of the baby gulls just nine feet off the ground meant that any time Roy, 77, attempted to... <laughs> Roy, 77, Lever, uh, attempted to leave his home in Not End, he was challenged by two squawking adult birds. Uh, during one confrontation, uh, he was pecked so hard on the back of his head by one of the full-grown... Uh, uh, by one of the grown-ups that he had to be taken to the uh, infirmary to clean up his wound. Well, hold on a second. If he managed to get to the infirmary, he obviously got out of the house. If that bird had hit me in the face instead of the back of the head, I dread to think how seriously it would have been. It could have pecked my goddamn nose off the son of a bitch. Uh, describing the six-day siege, Roy said, The whole thing's been terrible. Oh, not as bad as the as the terrible behaviour of our government not delivering back Brexit and the will of the British people. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I've not been able to go out the front door. If I try to cut out the door, the two adult birds are right there. I've got no chance. So it's genuinely frightening. Uh, he added. <laughs> he added. My wife, who is also a lever, isn't very well at the moment or very mobile. So he's, she's relying on me to get out. Well, she's not bothered by the whole thing. No, she don't leave the house anyway. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, the retired ambulance man. I don't know. Thankfully, we have an integrated garage that I can get into it from the kitchen, open the garage door and drive out to go shopping. Oh, so you could leave the house. You left the house in the safety of your car. You just couldn't leave by the front door. This is a sham. This is a disgrace. This is fake news. Who wrote this? Sam Corbishley. Hmm. More than likely an assumed name. This is despicable. It's appalling. Honestly, Metro, I thought better of you. I didn't. The retired ambulance man. Um, but I have to leave the garage door open, which isn't ideal. Uh, sorry, I'm not doing the voice properly. Thankfully, we have an integrated garage, and I can get into it from the kitchen, open the garage door, and drive out to get our shopping. But we have to leave the garage door open, which isn't ideal, because there are immigrants everywhere. And you know what they're like. They'll get in and start mucking the place up. That's why I voted to leave. They must respect the will of the British people. Now, the retired ambulance man said he couldn't bear to think what might have happened uh, had he had been more seriously injured by the bird. Pfft, yeah, he might not have lived long enough to see... The glory of a no-deal Brexit. Uh, frustratingly for Roy, his hands were tied after Weir Council confirmed the birds were herring gulls and a protected once nesting. What a stitch-up. Imagine they basically break into your house, obviously through this open garage door, and set up a nest, pff, I don't know, in your carsy, and you can't turf them out because they're a protected bloody species. So every time you go in there to try and take a shit, the RSPCA come round there with AR-15s, shoot you in the chin. It's disgraceful. Absolutely ridiculous. He's broken Britain. No wonder he voted to leave. Uh, he said neither the RSPCA nor the RSPB have been any help whatsoever. And they seem to put the rights of these birds <laughs> above those of the British people, which is ridiculous. There's a lot of metaphor in this story, isn't there? Yeah, they come over here and they're in the they're in the benefits queue before people who have paid into this system for the entirety of their lives. It's ridiculous. That's why I voted to leave. Uh, the pensioners similarly criticised the council for offering an umbrella to shield the couple, but they don't seem to be doing anything about the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to I've tried to get Nigel Farage on the phone as I feel he is the only person who might be able to help with this situation, but he is extremely busy, which I do understand, as he has a Brexit to organise. But if one of his assistants could possibly call me, I really would really could use the help. Uh, it's a, it's the birds could be there until July. What well, so you got to wait till the seagulls grow up and leave home and clear all their shit out? Why are seagulls protected? They're not an endangered species. They're a flaming nuisance, Roy said. <laughs> oh, Roy. Oh, God. Uh, eventually, BBC Radio Lancashire came out to the couple's home and arranged for a gazebo to be set up to provide some temporary relief. <laughs> uh, like, uh, what... Like, where's the line? If, like, the seagull attacks you because you buy its f 
balls up nest and you like defend yourself, are they going to prosecute you for like assaulting the bird? This is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. You just wait until it comes near you and then oh, right hook or overhand right or something. Personally, I just pull guard. Pull guard on a seagull. Feathery fuck wouldn't stand a chance. Straight in the heel hook. Honestly, gone. Absolutely just over. Game over. A weird council spokesman said, We sympathise with Mr. Picard's situation. Seagulls can be troublesome, particularly when nesting. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we have visited Mr. Picard to assess the situation and have given advice on how to deal with the gulls. Just clear them off. Just like what's the what's the fine? Like what's the deal? What happens if you if you just clear them out? A you just bloody go out there with some sticks, bloody shoe off the uh, shoe off the adults, yeah. Then you get up on a step ladder, look like that umbrella or something. I don't know. Maybe you've got some loud jungle music on to help. Maybe a bloody a burning torch would help. I think like a bit of Indiana Jones work. <laughs> Then, then, bloody, when you've got a bit of distance between the two of you, get up there, grab the chicks, wring their necks, obviously, lob them back out into next door neighbour's garden. Then what? What's going to happen? Seriously, are the RSP, RSPB or whatever, are they going to come round and peg you to death? Or what's what's the punishment? Seriously, herring gulls. Who needs them, eh? Not surprised he voted leave. <laughs> um, we, uh, for now, a solution is in place which will enable Mr. Picard to take his wife to her private appointment. Mm. The girls in question are herring girls and they're protected once nesting, so there are limited solutions available. Fuck them off! It's just like it's a problem. Like you can't like they're nesting on your property. Why does the like, I am on his side? I like this. A man's house is his castle, right? And if these these ugh, gulls, they think they own the place, eh? they think they're basically communists, aren't they? They've just come and appropriated his property for the state, for the gull communist state. <sighs> Fucking look at that red bastard. Seriously, look at his beady little commie eyes. This, he's thinking about... Pfft. They're basically, he is now created... He's, he, he's appropriated the man's house and turned the inside of it into a gulag. This is what's happened there. And I feel I feel for him. Uh, we advise residents who have a problem with seagulls to bird-proof their properties. We're a bit fucking late for that now, isn't it? If you do get herring gulls on your property, try not to get herring gulls on your property. Uh, we offer advice and support on our website about how you can bird-proof your property. wire.gov.uk slash seagulls. <sighs> clear them out. Like, honestly, if you did it in the night, okay, no one else is watching, just wring all their necks, bag them up, put them in a bag with a couple of bricks in there, throw it in a canal. <sighs> I mean, all right, look, you just you can't have the com- communist seagulls take over your house. Not while you've got a, you know, you've got your long-suffering wife in there. I don't know how she voted in the referendum. I don't know whether or not that's relevant. But I'm on Roy's side here. You know, put politics aside. And uh, just, you know, we just got to deal with these gulls, man. It's, it's an outrage. It's appalling. It's not good, is it? <sighs> anyway, enough of Roy. Uh, let's get into this. It's called The Vanguard Project. Is This Love Dexel Remix? Nice bit of gear. Mm. Ooh, lovely stuff. Forgot to mention... Big Trance Wars news coming up. Big Trance Wars news. As everyone knows, there was going to be a talent competition between uh, Martin Garrix and the Hadril. So uh, I have a full report on that coming up later in the show. Feel 
Is This Love, Dexel Remix, The Vanguard Project. It's on the Spearhead 100 album. Choice ending there. Like that one. Very good. Girl loves Greg's so much, she had their logo tattooed on her leg. Badly, by the looks of things. Um, But, you know, a tat's a tat, isn't it? A Greg's superfan has got a tattoo with the breakery chain logo on her leg, because why not? I've got worse tattoos, to be honest. It's pretty decent compared to uh, particularly Henfield for Life tattoo that Jim from Ranking Radio did on my leg. Uh, That is probably my worst tattoo, but undoubtedly my favourite. A pasty lover, Nicole Reed, got the usual inking. Uh, the oh sorry the unusual inking while on her first girls' holiday abroad without her parents. <laughs> her parents are pleased with that. Nineteen-year-old put out a snap of the tat on Twitter. Uh, she said she got it done at the Greek party resort of Kavos. Lovely stuff. Uh, Nicole of Manchester tweeted at Greg's official. What's a girl got to do to get a free pasty? <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. It really has been done very badly. 
Um, but I think that's sort of just that's part of the charm, really, isn't it? Although what might be quite nice would be like a really like beautifully done sort of like slightly abstract like artist rendition of it. Like it was really taken seriously, really amazing colours and sort of blending and I don't know, shading maybe it was sort of 3D and stuff. Like really, really got to town on it. Real proper like photorealism sort of stuff <laughs> with a pasty next to it. She said today, I got the tattoo because I love Greg's. I love sausage rolls and I just wanted to show my dedication to him company gal can't argue with that can you she ain't unionizing no chance the snap has since been liked by hundreds uh liked hundreds of times and received a flurry of responses uh greg's quipped on twitter uh, should have got a sausage roll tattooed all right greg's fucking hell like uh pfft. yeah wait a shoot someone down like oh god look i've got a tattoo of your logo oh, that's pretty cool isn't it yeah you should have got something else from ours just not that all right, yeah, cheers. Uh, the chain added, obviously a fan then. Uh, other commenters pointed out a huge flaw in her ploy to get free pasties. Uh, an account called Renegade Master said you could have bought 40 for the price of the tattoo. Genius. Similarly, uh, you know what? I don't imagine she was doing it just to get one single pasty. Similarly, Jack Farney wrote, They cost like not even two quid for fuck's sake. Uh, while cynics have suggested the amateur inking is fake, Nicole has video evidence of her getting the tat done. She insists that she has absolutely no regrets as she responded to online trolls who criticised her look. She wrote, I don't know why everyone's hating on me for me Greg's tattoo and that like, you know, I just want a better life for me family and that like, that's why I've come on the X Factor in the first place. Uh, why are you all so bothered and that's not on your leg, give over and that like. Fair enough. Uh, it comes after another Greg's fan, Tom Owen, 33, uh, for a tattoo of a steak and bake two years ago. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, I could go in for a steak and bake tattoo. I think that'd be good. Uh, Jano Delgado says, Hope that poorly drawn, poorly drawn Chavarama is fake. Um, my dad while at uh, on holiday at a, a resort in Egypt, um, discovered the term uh, chavtastic. Don't know why, don't know under what context, but um, he decided that he would teach it to all the Egyptian waiting staff um, by just pointing at other people in the resort and saying chavtastic and sort of giving them a wink. And uh, I think he got someone into quite a lot of trouble about it. He's a funny old boy. He's a funny old boy. <laughs> I think it's good. I might get the... Um, I think I should get a... I should get a tattoo of Wesley Snips, really. I think that would be a reasonable thing to do. I don't... I mean, you know, you're supposed to get... Are you supposed to get tattoos of your loved ones on you? Something I do think is a little bit weird is when people get tattoos of their children's names and date of births on them. I feel like that's the sort of thing you should be able to remember. Like, just off the top of your head. And you shouldn't need it written down. I don't know, each that's now so queer as folk, as they say. Youpon wants someone to propose to their partner on their site in front of 20 million people. 20 million wankers. Wank, wank. Uh, <laughs> what have you dreamed about when it comes to a proposal? Rose petals down on one knee, a gentle music in the background. How about appearing on a porn site in front of 20 million people? Probably not. Well, someone's going to do just that. YouPorn has launched You Propose, uh, where someone will propose to their partner in front of the site's 20 million users. Uh, your mum and dad might not quite approve, though. To take part, you would need to submit a paragraph online gushing about why you would like to propose to your partner on YouPorn. Just because of reasons, I guess. Um, uh, the winner will have their proposal video take over the YouPorn homepage for 24 hours. Uh, expect <laughs> expectations for the most unique. Oh, yeah, expectations for the most unique proposals uh, are at an all-time high. As this once-in-a-lifetime moment will never be forgotten. What better way to make your love story truly unique by popping the question in front of the millions of people uh, and on one of the most popular websites in the world? Said Charlie Hughes, vice president of YouPorn. <laughs> We wanted to do something to support partnerships and people who want to celebrate each other. Ideally, we will get some submissions from couples that upload to our site. Right, okay, well, I guess it would make sense if you were already, you know, going in for sort of user-generated content on the site. The competition is open to the world and will run until the 18th of July. 
uh, with the winner being revealed shortly after. You better be pretty sure your partner's going to say yes. Being let down in front of 20 million people would hurt. Well, they're live streaming it. Presumably you're recording a video and sending it to them, aren't you? I don't know. What? What? But What? Teeny kitten gets rescued after getting its head stuck in a toy. Oh, no. Oh, kitty. What's going on? Oh, um, that story was shorter than I expected. Right. I'm on another bit. That's a, oh, new Randy C. Uh, the C stands for communism. Uh, it's tracks called Back and Forth. It's on Wham Records. All drum and bass tunes now sound like when something dramatic's about to happen in Lost. No exceptions. No. Back and forth by a producer called Andy, 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 Andy C. Back and forth. Andy the Executioner C. Back and forth. 
perfectly reasonable ending there. Absolutely fine. Literally, no no red marks on that one. Nice bloody work, Randy C. Yes, indeed. Trance Wars update. The first one for a very long time, but there has been a lot of organisation in the works. Uh, there was an issue, I know, with uh, dates and moving some stuff around to actually uh, rent out the event space, uh, which is obviously off to the side of the bar at the co-working space that we all uh, share in an undisclosed location in London. Uh, you know, their stuff was double booked and stuff. I think there was a yoga thing in there or something. But anyway, that's all. All sorted, and yes, on Saturday, as you know, there there was there've been some pretty serious developments in the world of the trance. Uh, Hardwell uh, had cut, has come out of retirement and actually attempted to murder Armin van Buren and Tiesto uh, with radioactive ginger uh, butt plugs. You may remember the, his plan was foiled, though, uh, by at the last minute by the head wook of the Psytrance Mafia, uh, who had seemingly. His moral compass was tuned such that he wouldn't allow his arch rivals to die. Maybe he wanted to be the one to, you know, deliver the fatal blow himself. But nevertheless, he, st- he wait, knocked Hardwell unconscious with a fucking sweet blow to the jaw. Bam! He went down like a sack of fucking sack of smashed twats. Anyway, they tied him up, tied Hardwell up, and after threatening him for a while, turned out he basically planned to kill them. He was on a quest to reinstate himself as the best DJ in the world. Uh, obviously, you know now that the position is currently held by resident good boy, Martin Garrix. Uh, so a deal was struck between Garrix, Hardwell, the Trance family, the Psytrance Mafia, uh, that they would... Uh, they would have an X Factor style talent competition to settle it once and for all. Who is the greatest DJ to ever walk the face of the earth? Is it going to be Martin Garrix or the Hardwell? It uh, yeah. So show was organised in the events area of the co-working space just off the side of the bar. Uh, the yoga had finished, and uh, basically uh, it's uh, a smart venue because obviously you can get it for free. Because you know anyone who's part of the co-working space does get it for free, so they don't have to book out like a you know expensive club setting or anything. About fifty or so people there, I reckon mainly just sort of after work crowd. You know people who people who work in the you know working. There are some actual offices upstairs, and you know the people who sort of knock about the co-working space. About fifty or so people, straight from work lot, mid thirties. You know, smart casual dress, a lot of earpods, apparel spritzers. You know the sort of crowd. Anyway. I've got myself a lager top. I'm standing at the back by the fire exit because you never know what might happen. Lights go down. Tiesto comes on stage. He's comparing the battle. He's a show. You've all come out here to see which of these spunky punks is truly the best disc jockey to ever walk the face of the earth. Oh, will you go away, my bloody hell? Um, uh, he says, uh, yes, uh, is it going to be Mother Martin Garrix or is it Hardwell? Uh, both of these DJs can rock a crowd harder than Gigi Allen in a wig at the Butlins holiday camp. <laughs> they can turn out a party like John Wayne Gacy at Alton Towers. Uh, they can get gully in the dance like Jimmy Savile. And he sort of looks off to the side and Van Buren's kind of giving it all of that, telling him to get on with it. So shut Anyway, our two DJs, they're going to go tune for tune. And uh, we will put it to the crowd for a deciding vote. Uh, show you can hear. Uh, show, can I hear some noise from the crowd, please? Pretty much silence, apart from Shirley from HR, who's had a few at lunch. And anyway, she's a bit, a bit of a game lass at the best of times, but she's like, woo, take it off. Not really sure what she means by that, but anyway. So Tiesto carries on. Just introducing our first DJ from somewhere in Dutch, uh, weighing in at 24 kilograms, including his collar and his lead. He likes walks. Bones and biting the postman. You could say he's a bit of an animal. It's the reigning champion, Martin Garrix. Uh, Shirley shouts, Woo, take your shirt off. <laughs> uh, Garrix bounds onto the stage with his tail wagging. Uh, he's got a special Velcro patch on his harness that says best boy in EDM. So that's pretty cool. 
and uh, <laughs> uh, the barman uh, just brings like a like a little bowl of water, puts it by the side of the decks for him. Uh, so he's ready to go. Secondly, uh, the first DJ to ever be crowned the best DJ in the world is uh, the owner of the legendary Hardwell's Hardware Store and the challenger. It's Hardwell! Again, pretty much silence. Hardwell trots out onto the stage. He's got gold meggings on. Winkle Picker Chelsea boots and he's got a free Alex Jones t-shirt on so he looks pretty smart bit of fun isn't it and uh, Shirley shouts take your trousers off fucking wasted at this point there's bloody trouble now I'll tell you what close that down good god anyway Tiesto gathers them together coin toss Hardwell wins the toss he chooses to go second he scampers off the stage Garrix heads to the decks Okay, Gareth, Garrix sacks off the decks immediately and just plugs in his IBM ThinkPad directly into the mixer, FL Studio 3 on it, original early Fruity Loops days, uh, and he plays a special VIP of Animals, his uh, hit number one record, um, but with added noises of pornography and cut-up clips of the Conservative MP Rory Stewart uh, discussing smoking opium at an Iranian wedding. So that's a nice touch. He then proceeds to do three lines of the Albanian's finest nose powder. Uh, He does four Jaeger bombs and double drops two of those super strength Tesla pingers and then just promptly vomits all over the stage. But obviously Garrix is a dog, so he just goes and sort of eats it all up again. He's pretty pleased with himself and he trots off. Job's done. Uh, Shirley from HR uh, (laughs) gets to the front of the stage and she screams, That song's all about me! She is fucking hammered. She's out of control. Anyway, everyone else seems pretty indifferent to the performance. It was, you know, it was unique and everything. But, I mean, most people are just sort of talking amongst themselves, talking about work. People are still like, just on emails and that, not really paying too much attention, you know, to the bloody competition to crown the best DJ to have ever lived. But, you know, hey-ho, I nod to the barman because I'm about a third of the way through my lager top at this point. And I don't want to risk boiling dry. He brings me another one over. Hardwell, now, it's his time to shine. So he takes to the stage, careful to avoid the remnants of Garrix's puke, plugs his USB stick into the uh, into the CDJs and opens with an EDM mega mainroom uh, version of Africa, Toto. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously that goes down pretty well with Shirley. She's absolutely loving it. She's taking her blouse off, swinging it around her head. It's fucking anarchy for her everyone else is just sort of like pottering about on blackberry messenger or what you know whatever like business types do and then hardwell in true superstar dj form he then climbs onto the decks sort of table that the decks are on starts waving his hands around you know giving it all like the jesus arms the hands in the air routine and he's sort of beckoning everyone trying to get everyone's attention because people aren't particularly paying attention a few people sort of turn around and look at him and then he uh he does like a, ha- a headstand, gets on his, on his head, and he inserts two tubes like into his hairy, unbleached anus and uh, then pours in about a bottle's worth of water and proceeds to basically uh, create a bong out of his colon uh, with a bowl for the DMT in it. Uh, so this is a unique performance. I've not seen this, this before. He gestures over to Van Buren, who's standing at the side of the stage drinking an Aperol spritz with a reusable straw. He, Van Buren comes over to him, takes one of the tubes, Hardwell sparks it up, and Van Buren takes a massive toke of this thing, and literally, before he's like even blown all of the smoke out, he is gone. He is launched into outer fucking space. He is in the Matrix. He has gone out of the solar system, out of the Milky Way, out of the universe. He is grooving around with the clockwork elves, just tearing at the fabric of reality. (laughs) Uh, He starts convulsing, collapses onto the stage, on the ground, immediately sharts himself. Just, you know, complete anarchy. Hardwell flips back onto his feet, off the table, does a little bow, jobs a good in. Shirley from HR then storms the stage to try and get to Hardwell, trips over Van Buren, slipping on some of his accidental tods. She knocks herself unconscious. 
then Tiesto comes back on stage clapping sort of like a kind of a proud dad really He's like show sure, what a pair of performances truly uh, two of the best DJ sets ever in recorded history but only one DJ can take the title if you think Garrix deserves it for his deserves it for his animals VIP pukeophon make some noise basically silence just sort of a few rustles of paper people sort of tapping at phones and stuff like a few slurpings of of apparel uh and uh so uh, also shirley from hr's unconscious at this point so you know she she's out of commission well okay so how about you make some noise if you want the hard world to win with this dmt shitty pants knockout routine <laughs> again pretty much silence um but <laughs> but i think what the hell i enjoyed watching uh van buren going to the matrix so i shout Tiesto skin. Here we have it. The dubstep gaylord at the back with the pint of lager with the gist top, and it's called it. Hardwell is the best DJ in the world. Hardwell, do you want to make a speech? Hardwell grabs the mic and just says, I'm Hardwell. I'm the best DJ in the world, man. Drops the mic. Fucks off. Job done. So do I. Get out of there. Go back into the uh, back into the bar with the co-working bit. Fucking crack on with my emails. Jobs are good, then. Trance Wars, there you have it. Hardwell, now back, crowned in his original position of best DJ to ever live, ever in the history of eternity. He is the best. Any other DJ that you've ever heard, ever, has never been as good as Hardwell. Just, you know, bear that in mind. Um, Press H for Hardwell. I think we can all agree on that. Right, let's have one more bit. And then we sang it on with the lives. Uh, this is called Fabric. It's by Black Barrel. Some dispatch. Oh, it's getting clammy in here. Snips is a bit, oh, sweaty lobster. Unbelievable. You kids are this, you got to air your tits out a little bit. You know, it's a trussed up bloody Christmas turkey.
Fabric by Black Barrel on the Fabric EP. It's on Dispatch. It's the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. I won't be here for Rankin's Records at three because I'm in France at a wedding and, you know, reasons. It's going to be 42 degrees at the place I'm staying at in France on Friday. That's kind of terrifying. I don't think I've ever been in weather that hot. That's, that's, I mean, that's mad madness. That, I mean, that's, how how can you even? I mean, I don't want to sound like a basic bitch millennial girl, but I just can't even. I just can't even. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks to everyone that is supporting the show on Patreon. You're fantastic fucking people, and without you, the show and the station would not exist. Uh, and yeah, so if you want to help keep this show on the on the road, and also if you want your name read out at the end of the show, if you want five quid's worth of merch credit every month, if you want access to Jungle Ate My Hamster, which is my audio book, which is being serialised, and in well, because I'm just, just there should be a new episode up yesterday. I'm, it, this is just pre-recording. This is all too much for my brain. But yep, that's being serialised. You get that. You get stickers sent you. You get to join the Green Gang in the in the Discord, which is a VIP room. Which just you, there's a communal flashlight in there. There's a fridge. There's a coffee machine. You can do gear in there. There's no bouncers. You can have open, unprotected sex. Um, without the risk of getting STDs. It's it's a, it's a utopian, libertarian paradise. And I, I think you like it. It's nice. And you get your name read out at the end of every show. Like Oliver Hooper, Nicholas Gonklaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R., Michael Gazisky, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J., Richard Patterson, Jack P- Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bull, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lydia Unsub, Richard France, Thomas Hall, Joe Ryder, Andrew Harshelbeck, John Finneson, the BDR crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief, Cooper, Gendy Lightfield, Ryan Glazer, James Parry, Dave Thompson, Hedda Bartendo, Lady Squiffington, Liam the man in Sunwood, Wood, Dan fucking Morris, a gold, no STDs, Justin Mercer, Rams MC, Josh Williams, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Kaka Shiba, Dan Elton, Tyron Wilmore. Mr. Pope, Doug Wiggins, Sarge Charles, actually superior to John and Bass, Nicholas Ossie, Damon Rayner, Chris Bates, The Bill, Chris Abathelson, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller, D, General Jeremy Flatsis, Alexander Cassidy, Matt Wright, Dylan Laws, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Greg Comfort, Grace Sellers, Dow, Smasher, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, Mr. Je- Mr. Happy the German Trans, Overlord of D and B, a ranking makes uplifting vocal sigh, trans under the alias cosmic waft, keep your cool tool in the mode of pull, but don't let your meat loaf. <gasps> Nick Brock, Mustang Philly, Sean Simpson, Robin Cobb, Sam House, Hugh, Dana, Sarah, Hunt the Hitch, Miles, Eltech, Will A, Ben, Vogo, Dan, Tweed, Lupe, Salazar, Big Wodge, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Nick Fleming, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, Kyle Williams, Tom Skipper, Ram Lee, it's George DC, Anthony Sharp, and Claudio Lovesmere. Thank you so much for supporting. You're all wonderful. 
love you. Uh, there'll be big ranking radio news soon for all your ranking for all your ranking radio types. Me and Jim, big plans for getting properly back into the saddle and probably moving back to Brighton. So, you know, we'll be back in the Keats, back in the fucking saddle, back up in this bitch all over it, just fucking doing it and then doing it and doing it again, you dirty butch. Uh, so stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, anyway, otherwise, I'll see you Friday morning, or tomorrow morning, Friday morning. Um, yeah, I love you. Okay, goodbye.